two years ago, we launched the Xbox Backward Compatibility Program to bring Xbox 360 games to your Xbox One. And we've seen tremendous growth in the program. Today, our library of games stands at 385 titles, and over half of Xbox One gamers have played a backward compatible game. But I've heard your feedback, and you want more. Today, I'm pleased to announce an exciting expansion to the program. team of engineers are working hard to bring us some of your favorite original Xbox game to today's Xbox One library. All right, Trips, welcome to episode 13 of the Tidal Hack Podcast. I'm your man, Chris Scullion, and I'm doing it solo for the first time in the podcast's history. Uh, so bear with me if it's very one-sided because there's literally just one side <laughs> talking. I've literally just finished watching the Microsoft E3 uh, conference and it was a long one, a big one, so without further ado, let's get into it. Now bear in mind, this is just my instant reaction. I don't like the phrase hot take, but it pretty much is like my immediate reaction to what I've just seen. Um, so forgive me if some of the information is a bit hazy or if I come to a game and I've forgotten about already because there's a lot of stuff to take in there and some games stuck in the mind a bit more than others which I'm sure you will agree with I'm sure when I mention some games here you'll go oh fuck I totally forgot about that um, and even as I'm describing some games you might not even be able to picture them because they were so forgettable um, now that said overall I thought it was a really strong conference um, I'd predicted before I think I might have said it on a podcast or two before but certainly on Twitter I'd said that I had the feeling Microsoft was going to have a really strong conference this year and then it was going to be games heavy and it certainly was uh, because obviously the the running kind of theme recently has been Microsoft and Xbox have no games um, and I think they addressed those concerns with some asterisks which I'm going to kind of come to in a bit um, but for the most part you, you can't really come away with that thinking there's going to be nothing to play on Xbox in the coming months uh, because there's certainly a hell of a lot obviously the big news though which they launched with was Scorpio uh, which they started with Scorpio, which then became known as Xbox One X. That's going to be the name of it. Makes sense. If you've got Xbox One, you've got the One S. It makes sense to keep that kind of naming, uh, naming structure. So the Xbox One X is now the, the, the new name for Scorpio and is now quite easily, by, by what they've shown, uh, the most powerful games console ever made now. Uh, it certainly puts the. I was watching it on my One S, which has 4K output and HDR output, on Microsoft's Mixer app, uh, which is their attempt at taking on Twitch. And to be fair to it, the Mixer app, did a, pre, a pretty good job. The, the odd kind of stutter, but um, it let me stream it in 4K in HDR. So I get to I got to see exactly what the games will look like frame rate aside, 
uh, but certainly in terms of resolution um, and in terms of the HDR, so I got a good look at these games and how great they look. And they do, they look fantastic for the most part. Um, again, frame rate can't really be judged when you're streaming and even picture quality because they'll be compressed a wee bit so you can see it, but it looked pretty special. Uh, that side. So yeah, Xbox One X will be out on the 7th of November worldwide. Um, it will have full compatibility with all existing Xbox One games, obviously. Um, isotropic filtering they were talking about there and faster load times. And they made the kind of big deal of the fact that they'll be super sampling for 1080p TVs. Now it remains to be seen whether that's the case with all games going forward or whether it's a PS4 Pro situation where not all games do it and it'll be a developer-by-developer basis. Uh, but that's something we're just going to have to wait and see. It certainly seemed the way they were pushing it as if all games going forward are going to be um, are going to have this super sampling. Certainly, all forty four games, uh, sorry, forty two games they showed, and I'll need to count them later because I don't know if exactly it was forty two. I think they're a bit cheeky later because they used a, a montage to to fill that <laughs> that uh, number. But certainly, according to Phil Spencer, every one of those games will have um, Xbox One X. Um, enhancements built in it so if you're playing on a One X it'll look better so that's positive um, certainly because uh, PS4 Pro in my opinion I've got a PS4 Pro and I've been slightly underwhelmed by the developer support for it um, a lot of games don't either don't have PS4 Pro support um, or don't give you a wealth of options for it they, they, they kind of half arse it a wee bit uh, hopefully going forward with the Xbox One X now coming out both the One X and PS4 Pro will get better support from developers um, so we'll see so yeah that's that, it's liquid cooled, the first time a, a console's ever been liquid cooled to my knowledge um, and yet for some reason pro- probably because of that um, they're saying it's the smallest Xbox ever so that'll be um, interesting if that if that um, proves to be correct, I've got my Xbox 360 um, the kind of slimline one of that they did uh, sitting here in my Xbox One S so when I get my Xbox One X which I'll be buying at launch we'll be able to put that to the test on the site and see because um, I'll be very surprised if it's smaller than the, the small 360 but we'll see um, let me just open my can of Iron Brew here sponsored by Iron Brew not actually sponsored but uh, maybe one day I can live the dream and get an Iron Brew sponsorship ah, liquid gold let's say this Nectar of the Gods, Angels Semen. Um, so yeah, the first game they showed was the first game we, we kind of knew about because Digital Foundry did a, a take on it, um, or that kind of exclusive thing on it a, a while back, and it was Forza Motorsport 7, which did, for the most part looks like Forza Motorsport 6, um, with the obvious addition that it'll be in 4K and 60 frames a second, so this is obviously going to be its flagship. Wow, fucking look at this game. Um... And amazingly, it's out on the third of October, so it's out a month before, um, before the One X is out. Um, and obviously, presumably, when the One X thing comes out, you'll get to get the most out of it because it'll then go, "Oh, you're playing a One X! Boom! Here's extra power. Put that in your fucking pipe and smoke it in 4K resolution." Um, I mean, I love Forza games. I love Horizon most. Uh, I love Horizon more than I love Forza Motorsport, but I do still enjoy Forza Motorsport. Um, I'm not expecting massive leaps forward in anything other than visuals for this. Um, it will be what it is. Forza 7 will be what Forza 6 was, which was what Forza 5 was. Um, it'll just be kind of motorsport type stuff, um, serious racing, 
which is fine. Um, it'll do me, and I'll, I'll at least get something out of how great it looks. I'll be curious to see how different it is for um, for normal Xbox One owners and Xbox One S owners, because certainly the leap from Forza 5 to Forza 6 wasn't very large. Uh, the vast majority of tracks in 5 were in 6, so it felt more like an update rather than a than a new game, so I'll be curious to see it's not it's not it's been a pretty fast turnaround. This is the third Forza Motorsport game since Xbox One came out. Um that's a quick turnaround for three uh series racing games. Um so I'd imagine just a few more tracks, a few more cars. So um I wonder how much Xbox One and Xbox One S owners are going to get out of this. Uh certainly it goes without saying that one X owners are going to get a lot out of it because you're going to get the 4K and HDR um, but for the rest it remains to be seen um, so yeah there's that uh, the, the, uh, Phil Spencer then said yeah we've got 42 games coming out and 22 of them are exclusive uh, console exclusives on Xbox One but again we'll get to that I, I, I think that claim may not stand up to scrutiny uh, in a year's time or two years time um, for reasons we'll, we'll get to in a bit uh, so yeah, they showed Forza, showed a new Porsche. No one, obviously, people care, but I don't care about that. Um, I'm sure uh, petrol heads will love seeing the new Porsche car. Um, then they went straight to in-game footage of Metro Exodus. Well, they say in-game in-engine footage. I mean, sorry, um, it certainly didn't look. It looked scripted, um, like a scripted routine. It wasn't. That didn't look like in-game gameplay. That was. It may have been an engine, so the game may look like that. Uh, but certainly that wasn't someone playing the game that was uh, kind of pre-animated um, it still looks fucking incredible Then good that they used 28 Days Later music uh, that worked really well um, I still I only briefly played the, the previous Metro games but I've got them on my Xbox One so this is as good a time as any to catch up on those but it looks fantastic so Metro Exodus was a good start um, after Forza because after Forza the, Forza seemed to be like just like the kind of intro bit by the way, here's Forza, because you know about it. And then from that point on, it was like, right, here's all the new games, here's Metro, and that was the start. So that's how they launched it, essentially. Um, how they kicked things off. And it looked fantastic. I'm I'm really happy with it. Um, it looks really detailed. Um, looks quite scary. Some of the kind of monsters he was fighting looked quite grotesque, as they say in the trade. Um, so yeah, that would be good. Went from that straight to Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, which, as we all knew, thanks to leaks, is going to be set in Egypt. You play as an Egyptian sheriff called Bayek, um, and that's out on the 27th of October, so again, that'll be out before the Xbox One X comes out, um, and then presumably when the X comes out, it'll get uh, 4K uh, stuff added to it, so it'll look the part. Um, it looks it, Also, it looks great. Um, they did show some gameplay, and it looked, at that point, like the Assassin's Creed we all kind of know, um, recently like last year I was playing the shit out of Black Flag um, and it basically looks like that uh, but obviously significantly more detailed and better looking but the, the general kind of mechanics look very similar other than the fact you've got a hawk that you can send out to look at pricks from above so there's that at least uh, but not that I'm complaining it sounds like a criticism but it's not it's Assassin's Creed so you know what you're getting uh, it looks fantastic so I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be getting that so so that's that's three games, three games and three for three so far that I'm I'm happy about. You then get Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and this is where it gets interesting because they sold this as a Xbox console launch exclusive. Now this is where it gets um, 
potentially interesting because obviously player unknowns battlegrounds for those who don't know has become like this PC phenomenon it's like a big multiplayer uh, survival type game where you're dumped in an island or something and you've got to to be fair I've not played it but I understand that that's the case everyone uh, for themselves you got to kill everyone on, on this island um, almost like battle royale style situation um, so having it as a, an Xbox exclusive by all accounts is a fucking massive deal and a great get for Microsoft but at the same time console launch exclusive needs to be verified and needs to be explained better because a lot of these games a lot of these 22 exclusives that Phil Spencer was talking about um, were branded as console launch exclusives and then others were branded as Xbox One and and Windows 10 exclusive so to me that means these console launch exclusive ones as they're calling it basically means timed exclusives so theoretically player unknowns battlegrounds will eventually end up on PS4 at some point it'll just become the Xbox One and Xbox One X first. That's how I interpreted it, but that's, they're obviously deliberately going to be vague about that and not clarify that's what they mean. But it seems to me that all of the games they said were console launch exclusive means timed exclusive, and all the ones that just said Xbox One and Windows 10 exclusive will stay exclusive to that system. Um, and the majority of them said console launch exclusive, so you got to imagine this is a kind of well-spun uh, conference in that I would guess the majority of these games that were being branded exclusives will actually end up on PS4 at some point in the future, maybe the distant future, like as was the case with Rise of the Tomb Raider, but um, certainly uh, Xbox first and then probably PlayStation later. But, so yeah, that's that. After Player Unknown Battle, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, then showed Deep Rock Galactic, which is a kind of stylized shooter where you can shoot loads of bugs. It looked a bit kind of. Uh, no Man's Sky crossed with Starship Troopers or, or kind of um, Earth Defence Force type thing. Didn't really impress me, to be honest. It's not really that kind of thing, so it didn't really uh, wow me. And, and I looked on Twitter, and Twitter was kind of dead at that point as well, so it looks like um, that one's just kind of come and gone, and people forget about it probably until it comes out. Um, so there's that. Then we kind of got a trailer for State of Decay 2. Um, I didn't play the first State of Decay, but by all accounts it was excellent, so I'm kind of I'm up for this one. It's got these kind of home building and survival elements to it, but I'm not sure if that was in the first game, but it's in, certainly in this one. Um, again, I checked on Twitter and there's a lot of negativity from people saying, oh, not another zombies game, and I can understand the kind of um, people getting bored of games with zombies in them now, but, but again, by all accounts, the first State of Decay was excellent, so I think if any zombie game is going to do well, it looks like it's going to be this one, so let's give it a chance and, and we shall see, but... Um, yeah, I'm up for it. I'm, I'm curious about it. It didn't. It wasn't the best looking game, um, even with its Xbox One X kind of enhancements. It looked pretty simplistic character models and stuff. But we'll see. Um, it's all about gameplay at the end of the day. So let's give it a chance. We'll see. Um, sadly, I'm not going to think the same about the Darwin Project, which they showed next. It's a kind of MOBA type thing. Uh, the, the, some dick appeared on the stage called Jethro Tull and not the actual Jethro Tull the prog rock band uh, who sang Aqualung but just some fanny just screaming over it going oh, I can't believe it not interested mate can give a fuck so yeah as a Darwin project I've got no interest in games like that especially with people shouting over them so sorry to anyone who liked the look of that but it did absolutely nothing for me at all um, they went from that to an announcement about Minecraft uh, looks like Minecraft's getting proper crossplay multiplayer over all formats. But well, they said mobile, sorry, mobile, 
uh, VR, Windows 10 and consoles. And during the trailer you saw a wee Minecraft version of a Switch. So at the very least the Switch version and the Xbox One version and the mobile version and the VR version and the Windows 10 version will all have cross-played by the sounds of it. They didn't go into extreme details because obviously they're not going to name-check Switch or PS4 or anything like that in a Microsoft conference, but it certainly seemed to be what they were saying, certainly with the picture of a Switch in the trailer. Um, and they also said they were announced, they were allowing player-made skins, maps, textures and community-run servers, which to me implied that they were allowing mods, like full mod support for the console versions and other versions of the game too, which will be really interesting if that's the case. Um, and the Xbox One X version will also be getting a 4K update and what they're calling the super duper graphics pack, which basically makes it look really detailed. It actually looked quite impressive. It's some cool lighting effects and stuff. The sort of stuff that modders have been doing anyway, but um, an official one. So it looks apart. If you're into your Minecraft, which I'm not really, um, that should probably excite you. But it did look the part, to be fair. So I'm going to have another drink. This is the thing when you're presenting a podcast on your own without a guest for once, you kind of, your mouth goes dry. Ah, glorious. After that, there was like a really impressive looking Dragon Ball game uh, called Dragon Ball Fighter. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Looked a bit like a 2D fighter. I'd like to see more of the actual gameplay. But I mean, the Dragon Ball games from Bandai Namco have, have looked great for, for a long time because they're all kind of cel-shaded, so they come close to looking like the cartoon. But this looked fucking phenomenal. Like, th- this this did look like the Dragon Ball cartoon, um, which I don't watch, but um, for those who do, this is, this is fucking bewildering how good this, um, how they've managed to get it looking so perfect to the anime. So, so yeah, that looks incredible so I'm def- if it's a 2D fighter I'm up for it um, I could never really get into the 3D fighters that they made because they made quite a lot of them for the Wii and stuff and inevitably I ended up reviewing them for O&M uh, but I could never really get into any of them they were all fun but um, never like massively addictive in, in my opinion but if it's a 2D fighter and a different kind of uh, a different type of game like a different feel to it yeah, yeah I'm all for it it looks fucking stunning um, there was then Black Desert. I've got my notes down here basically listing what the games were announced in order. And one of them was Black Desert, a sandbox MMO. Um, and I've written Forgettable. And, and to be fair, I've already for, completely forgotten what that was. So I think that uh, to me suggests that I, I wasn't that fussed about it because I literally cannot remember a single thing about it. Um, so yeah, there was that, the Black, uh, Black Desert. So apologies for that people who made black desert if you're listening um i will definitely endeavor to look it up again and hopefully the second time round because it was surrounded by loads of other stuff i've maybe kind of uh crossed my mind uh slipped my mind especially because considering it came after dragon ball fighter z which was i was blown away by and was then followed by the last night which for me was the kind of standout game of the conference it's like a beautiful looking retro style cyberpunk game it looks like kind of cool cyberpunk environments but with like pixelated characters and uh, vehicles and stuff so it looks fantastic it's a shame the guy who's making it is, is from what I can tell is a bit of a fucking Gamergate guy uh, which I'm not um, in love with I kind of kind of gave my disdain for that on Twitter and someone was saying oh, I wish people would just support people for having different views and I was like well mate to be honest, if I would agree nine times out of ten, but this is 
uh, a bunch of pricks who have constantly been calling me and my peers into question uh, for often for no reason. So um, I can't support that. I can't support anyone who kind of has that view. So I don't know. But by the looks of it, the guy who's made it a lot, he's deleted a lot of tweets in the past that were having a go at the press. Um, so it looks like he's done a bit of damage control. So whatever. Um, I'm willing to play the game and because it does still look like a cool game. Um, but I'm not going to be. Um, singing the guy's praises anytime soon but I'll certainly judge the game on its own merits because life's too short and everything and certainly looks like the sort of game that I'd be into playing so I'm definitely going to be getting the last night I think um, there's also the Artful Escape uh, which has been made by the same uh, not made but published by the same studio that published uh, What Remains of Edith Finch which is one of my favourite games this year so far um, and the Artful Escape is a kind of, it looks like a kind of psychedelic 2D platformer a bit like the Someone, I saw someone mention this on Twitter and it's spot on. It looks like the intro to the Beatles rock band, all this kind of weird psychedelic stuff going on. That only is a 2D platform. It looks fucking fantastic. I like the sense of humour at the end of the trailer. It said, uh, coming when it's damn ready. So I quite like that. Uh, so yeah, the Artful Escape looks really cool. Um, then it was Code Vein by Bandai Namco. It looks a wee bit Dark Soulsy, but we kind of typical Bandai Namco RPG, the kind of Tales series style character look. You know that kind of Japanese RPG character look where they all kind of have um, anime style faces. It looked, they looked a bit like that, but with kind of Dark souls of gameplay. And only in so much, it's not like super difficult, just only in so much as like uh, rolling out of the way of big bosses and, and, and kind of finding a weakness. Just purely in terms of that, nothing else uh, made it look Dark Souls-y. Uh, yeah, it looks okay. I, I, again, didn't really yank my crank, but I'm, I'm sure it's the sort of thing when it comes out I might be quite interested in. After this, I spent a bit of time on Sea of Thieves. Now, I've yet to I've yet to have an interest in Sea of Thieves, and it's nothing against Rare um, on Microsoft, but it's just I am not a co-op gamer, and I've, a game that's predominantly co-op, I can't get excited about even... I'm not really into pirate games either. Like... Um, that's why I'm surprised I was so addicted to Black Flag because I don't really care about pirates and stuff and yeah, I fucking loved that. Uh, whereas this, I still can't really get into it. Um, it. It had like a voiceover in the trailer and for the first time ever it's like a, a, a cheesy voiceover which wasn't actually annoying. It's some Scottish guy and I'm not that I'm biased cracking jokes but the jokes were actually genuinely quite funny. It was it was quite a funny and entertaining gameplay uh, thing and they didn't go down the fake voice, uh, fake voice chat shit which Ubisoft do all the time. Um, not that this was Ubisoft, this was Rare and Microsoft, but it's good they didn't go down that route uh, because last year the, the Sea of Thieves thing was a bit grating because uh, they had like kind of some sort of YouTuber type or community type people playing a multiplayer game and talking shit. But this time they did it spot on, I think. They, they, they sold it as well as they could have. Um, it's just not my kind of thing. And already, but by the end of like the five or ten minute gameplay, I was already getting bored of like skeleton enemies because they just kept shooting these skeleton guys all the time. So I don't know. I'll need to wait and see if there's any kind of solo, any kind of sizable solo content in there before I can really get excited about it. Because for the time being, it looks like it's clearly been pretty heavily sold as a co-op game, and I don't give a shit about co-op. So. I'm going to have to wait and see if there's any solo stuff in there for me, otherwise I'm going to have to pass on that. But a lot of people are excited about it, so fair play to them. Uh, there's then Tacoma, which is out on the 2nd of August. It's a kind of stylized game in a spaceship. It didn't show a lot. Um, it looked a bit kind of VR-y, but obviously not VR, because 
Um, interestingly, Microsoft made no mention at all whatsoever of virtual reality. Um, in previous conferences, they mentioned that they'd teamed up with Oculus, um, especially with, with Scorpio coming up. Uh, but probably because of the Oculus Rift and it's kind of bad press lately, uh, they've obviously distanced themselves completely from that and there was no mention of virtual reality whatsoever. I also think that's maybe because they're maybe realising virtual reality is a fad, certainly in terms of the gaming, console gaming side of things, um, and it might be on its arse by the time a VR headset comes out for the next box, so they might have just ditched it quietly um, and just kind of keeping it a Windows type thing rather than an Xbox thing. Um, so there's that, but anyway, yeah, Tacoma isn't VR. It just kind of reminded me of that sort of thing because it is all kind of um, the characters in it were all um, how do I explain it? That kind of crash dummy look where you know where all the characters just look like wireframes. It looked like that, uh, and they were in a spaceship. It didn't really so, show much more than that. It was a really brief trailer. It looks nice enough, but it's out in the second of August, so we'll soon we'll soon see. I suppose what what it's all about and whether it's any good. But it looked okay. There's then interestingly a this really colourful looking platformer called Super Lucky's Tale, starring a wee fox who's presumably called Lucky. Um, there will be people on all over the place saying, "What the fuck is this? This looks shite." But I'm I'm up for it. I'm there. I'm day one. I'll be there. The music was really cool. It just takes me back to the good old days, like the N64 and the early PlayStation days, where you couldn't fucking move for 3D platformers that had like kind of animal mascots. Um, so if it's in like that, I'm, I don't even mind if it's average. It's just it'd be nice to kind of get that feel again. Um, the trailer went on a wee bit too long. We kind of got the point, but. Yeah, I'm up for it. Sold. Uh, it's out the 7th of November, so it's out on the same day as the One X, so that might be a cheeky wee uh, day one purchase I, I might get along with the One X. Uh, the went on to Cuphead. Cuphead finally has a release date, uh, 29th of September, So and it still looks great, so that's good. Um, and then Crackdown 3. Crackdown 3 is also out on the 7th of November, um, the day the Xbox One X comes out. Looks like Crackdown, mate. You know what I mean? It looks like Crackdown. Um, and interestingly, the, the, there wasn't a lot of buildings blown up. That that has been the the big selling point up until now. That oh, it's a fully destructible environment, and you can blow up all the buildings and shit. There was nothing, none of that in this trailer. Uh, that's not to say it won't be in it, but I wonder if they've maybe drawn a line under that because that was a whole cloud processing thing. Um, and I wonder if they just went actually fuck that idea. That's that's a daft idea. Let's just keep it cracked down. Um, but I mean we'll soon see it's out in what is it June, July, August, September it's out in five months uh, so we'll soon find out um, what they're doing there so yeah it looks like Crackdown which is fine by me I just want another Crackdown so I don't want any gimmicks or any shit like that and it looks like that it looks like it's got four player co-op but again Crackdown is a single player game as well so co-op was always a part of it but it was always optional so fine I'm sold um, I love Crackdown so I'm definitely sold on that um, they then did their usual idea Xbox kind of indie game montage. Everything they showed was too short to kind of even get a, a kind of grasp on it. I'll need to watch it again later. Like I say, I've just recorded this literally after the conference finished, so I'd have time to kind of properly research these games. But some of them looked okay. Um, Dunk Lords looks like a kind of basketball type of thing. Um, Hello Neighbor, Strange Brigade. There's a little kind of interesting. Ooblets looked really cool. 
Um, so yeah, I only have a proper look at that, but there was what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 14, 15 games they showed during the idea Xbox montage, and that was quite cheeky because they counted them as part of the 42 uh, games they were showing, um, and they literally had like 10 seconds on each of them, so that was a bit cheeky, but there you go. Um, there was then Ashen, uh, which is a really lovely look to it, it's all kind of faceless characters, it's just, it's just a cinematic, but it looked pretty cool. Um, had a kind of medieval type feel to it, so I'm curious to find out more about that, but that's really all they showed. Um, at this point, they were just doing trailer after trailer after trailer, and either doing, with a voice before each one, either saying, world premiere, and like showing like, like a, which basically meant, this is multi-format, <laughs> and, you're, and you're, getting to be, you're getting to see it here, or they'd say exclusive, and then the screen would either say console launch exclusive, i.e. possible timed exclusive, or actual exclusive. Um, so after Ashen, they showed Life is Strange before the storm, which looked like it was going to be Life is Strange too, but it's actually, it looks like it's going to be a prequel to Life is Strange. Um, three episodes, the first one out in August, um, but again, not an exclusive, so if you're a PS4 fan or PS4 owner, don't worry, you're getting it as well. Um, hopefully it comes to Switch, but again, there's no confirmation of that at all. Um, it was cool, it looks like Life is Strange and sold. I mean, Life is Strange is fucking incredible. So three more episodes of Life is Strange. I'm beyond sold. Um, it can't be beyond sold. That's just stupid. Um, after Life is Strange, I went on to Middle Earth: Shadow of War, um, which is fine. This looks a bit like Shadow of Mordor. It shows you a bit where the player was kind of dominating. They say dominating uh, a big orc guy. He kind of grabbed him and took over his mind and got him to fight for you. It looks fine. The cutscenes had really great character animation. It's it's quite well. Uh, well animated, well vo- well voice acted. It looks like it, it could be quite an entertaining game, but the demo went on for far too long, especially because a lot of other games get really short trailers, and then this went on for a good five or ten minutes, and it got a bit over the top, uh, a bit much. Um, but it looks fine. It looks okay. Uh, they only had a few more after that. They had Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is a sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest, which is a fucking beautiful two uh, D platformer, if if a difficult one. Um, so. Again, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. The trailer was beautiful. It was, the music was really tragic. They had the guy on stage playing it on the piano, which was great. Uh, tragic in a, in a lovely way, not in a that's fucking hopeless. But um, no, it was fantastic. It looked and sounded incredible. So I'll definitely be sold on that. That's another. I think that will be a proper exclusive because I'm sure Ori and the Blind Forest was Xbox exclusive. Uh, so this will be as well. And then the kind of odd bombshell, which is almost a kind of fuck you to, to Sony, because obviously in, in recent days, Sony's spokesman, I can't remember who it was, um, basically came out and said, we're not doing backwards compatibility on PS4 because uh, we looked at the old games and they looked f- ugly as fuck. Not, not those ex- exact words. But he basically essentially said, why would anyone want to play old games? Because they look horrible compared to today's games, which is a really fucking... Um, what a terrible personally I think it's a terrible terrible stance to have about your legacy content PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 games are the games that's made PlayStation 1 it was it's pretty disrespectful of the past to say oh why would anyone want to play that and and that also by that uh, kind of token why are you charging people for PlayStation now streaming and adding a load of old PS2 and PS3 games in it if you think they look ugly like 
it's pretty disrespectful. But either way, that's that's them. That's that's their take on it. So it sounded like the, 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 the kind of Phil Spencer then almost gave like a big kind of fuck you because he basically went on about how they're proud of their legacy games and all that. And then they announced it um, as well as the current Xbox 360 backwards compatibility on Xbox One. They will soon be adding original Xbox backwards compatibility as well, uh, which is fantastic. I'm really happy with that. It'll only be some games including Crimson Skies, which everyone went woo about, um, and it'll be later this year. So I'd be curious to see what games it'll be. Um, although the fact there's only some suggests they'll be doing it on a game-by-game basis again, which sadly means I don't think Celtic Club Football 2005 will be one of them. <laughs> a classic. I'm going to be doing a video on that soon, so keep an eye out for that on uh, on the Club Football series, Untitled Hack, uh, so keep an eye out. Um, long-forgotten Codemasters football series, uh, which had a really weird gimmick, but we'll talk about that another day. Um, and then they kind of wrapped up by saying uh, a bunch of existing Xbox One games will be getting free 4K updates. Uh, so Gears of War 4, Forza Horizon 3, Killer Instinct, Halo Wars 2 and Minecraft will all be getting 4K updates. Obviously, as a Forza fan, I'm more excited about um, most excited about Forza Horizon 3 getting it. Uh, I'm hoping that as well as 4K it'll get 60 frames a second uh, because Horizon 3 already looks fantastic and 4K is going to look sensational uh, but it runs at 30 just now um, on Xbox One so if they can somehow get 4K and 60 for Horizon 3 which is a harder task than Motorsport 7 because Forza Horizon 3 is open world and there's a lot more kind of stuff going on behind the scenes with an open world game than with a linear racing game where the circuits are all kind of predetermined. Um, so they might not be able to manage 60 frames on it, but if they can, that would be fucking incredible. Um, and yeah, there'll be 30, Phil Spencer said, at least 30 free 4K updates will be coming. That's 30 free, not 33. Uh, 3-0 uh, free updates will be coming from third-party developers, and he name-checked Final Fantasy Fifteen, Resident Evil Seven, um, Seven or Six. What am I talking about? Seven. <laughs> I don't know. I've got Resi Six written down in my notes, and that's totally wrong. Uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen, Resident Evil Seven. Um, it's Six. What am I fucking? I'm having a massive brain fart. Yeah, Seven. Resident Evil Seven. What a fucking idiot. Um, I only played the fucking thing. Yeah, Final Fantasy XV, Resident Evil 7, Ghost Recon Wildlands, Rocket League will all be getting 4K updates and they'll be among 30 other games that will be getting free 4K updates when Xbox One X comes out. Then, yep, showed the, uh, finally announced the price, $499, $499, which is kind of to be expected. I don't think they could have passed the $500 mark uh, because there's a psychological thing there. Everyone still remembers the PS3 being $599 US dollars and the uh, shit they took the shit that Sony took for that so I think psychologically by undercutting that and making it 499 even even though it is technically 500 by making it 499 I think a lot of people are, are, are accepting of that it's, it's expensive but uh, people appreciate that it's the most powerful system um, especially when they announced that the 1S is going to, going to be 249 I think a lot of people will be happy enough with that um, it's, it's, it's certainly positioning itself as a premium system Um so that's it is what it is. So yeah, Xbox One X will be four hundred ninety nine dollars out on the seventh of November worldwide. So yeah, fine. Curious to see what that will mean. I mean, for for all I know, as I'm recording this just now, they'll have already Xbox UK might have already given the UK price. Um, in fact, let me do a wee Twitter searches now so that um, 
a podcast isn't the last fucking thing to get the news. Uh, let me see, Xbox One X UK. Boop, 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 boop. See if anyone's missed it. 4.49, okay. Yeah, that's not ideal, but it's it was kind of expected. So $499 in the US, $449 in the UK. So that's, that's your Brexit, folks. Uh, political. Um, so yeah, there you go. And then finally, your man from EA came out. Big fucking Patrick, my son's called Luigi. Um, although his son isn't called Luigi, his son's middle name is Luigi, I, I should stress. Um, he came out and said, and introduced a couple of guys from Bioware uh, to show off Anthem, the game that Bioware showed off at EA's um, conference last night. Uh, last night they just showed a trailer, like a teaser trailer for it, and this is the first time they actually showed in-game footage. It looks fucking stunning. Um, it's like a you're in these exosuits which are called javelins. Uh, it's a kind of futuristic thing. It looks a, it looks very Destiny, uh, Destiny like game where you're teaming up with people and collecting weapons and stuff and shooting pricks. Um, it looks incredible, but again, similar to Sea of Thieves, I'm not a co-op gamer, and this was pushed as a co-op game. So I really hope there's some solo content in there. Otherwise, it's sadly it's going to be a game I'm going to have to pass on because I just don't have the the, the investment to I don't have, I can't invest the time in a co-op game that looks like it's going to have to have repeated play-ins I want just a, a, a kind of a story that starts and finishes and I can play it on my own and I'll be fucking delighted I'll be buying Anthem Day 1 based purely on that because it looks fantastic so yeah that was the Xbox conference in whole I, I, I'm really happy with it I think it's one of those ones that the more you think about it the more the kind of cracks start to appear the One X I'm sold on 100% I'll be buying it I, I buy all hardware because I, I kind of as part of my, I say my job, it's not my full-time job anymore, but as part of me doing this, I kind of feel the need to own everything that comes out because I need to know what I'm talking about, to be fair, and, and I need to, um, there's no point in me talking about the Xbox One X if I don't even have one and I can't really talk about what I'm, I don't really know what I'm talking about. So I will be getting one on day one. Um, I, so that that I'm sold on. They were, like I was saying earlier, that I think they were maybe a wee bit sneaky by going on about how many exclusives there were, but a lot of those I think are going to be timed exclusives. Um, and again, time rem- it remains to be seen, time will tell um, what was the case there. But overall, it, it was a great... You go back now and watch some of the old Microsoft uh, conferences from four or five years ago, especially during the Connect era, um, and you watch how much shite they padded these conferences with media stuff and bringing out pricks from... Uh, ESPN and saying, oh, look at this media app we've got and all that kind of shit. As the, tonight's conference was fucking worlds away from that. It was just game, 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 game. Um, and you can't really you can't really argue with that. Um, there was there was something there for everyone, basically. I mean, a lot of the games were violent. Um, and I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, more games about killing people, more games about killing people. But look, there was just, not just as many, but there was quite a lot of games that didn't involve uh, first-person shooting or stabbing people through the face. You had Ori, you had Forza, you had Life is Strange, you had Cuphead, you had Super Lucky's Tale, you also had Sea of Thieves, you had The Last Night, um, you had Minecraft again, but that's Minecraft. You had Dragon Ball, which looked great. There were so many games uh, there that um, there was definitely at least one game that I would imagine everyone everyone had at least one game there that they would have saw and said, oh, I like the look of that, that's quite cool. And that's what Microsoft needs now, frankly. They they need to um, win people over. And if this isn't going to do it, I don't really know what it is. It's certainly, 
has positioned itself as easily the most powerful system. Um, certainly as someone who owns a PS4 Pro, uh, the stuff I was watching tonight looks much better than what's available currently on a PS4 Pro, so I'm sold. Um, especially watching it on, my four, on a 4K stream on an HDR TV with an HDR stream, the, the difference is fucking stunning. So, yeah, sold. Um, so I asked on Twitter, as before, as with the EA one for if there was any questions or comments and I've noticed I've got 54 notifications so that's concerning hopefully most of those are just retweets um, Afi Lockhart says what were the top 3 and bottom 3 games I saw uh, top 3 Forza 7 um, The Last Night and I'm not sure maybe maybe Ori and the Will of the Wisps or maybe uh, Crackdown 3 or maybe Super Lucky's Tale. Let's say last night, Forza and um, Ori in the Will of the Wisps. That was the three. Even though Ori was just a cutscene, just the fact that it exists, I'm happy with that. Uh, that was my top three. Bottom three, um, it's, it's unfair because I've not really seen a lot of these games in action. A lot of these were just like 30 second trailers, a minute long trailers. But certainly the ones I've already forgotten about and I've just got a little down here Black Desert uh, Darwin Project can fuck off mainly because of that guy for all I know the game is actually good and um, Deep Rock Galactic didn't really do anything for me uh, so that's that um, do, 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 do. Connor Bennett's asking if I'm sick of exclusive and world premiere yet <laughs> yes uh, like uh, that's been addressed previously but yeah that, that was a bit dodgy John Wood says I think I counted only six actual exclusives thoughts yeah and this is the thing I think um, the vast majority of those games like I was saying will be timed exclusives the actual exclusives will be the first party ones so um, I would imagine State of Decay 2 Forza um, do, 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 Sea of Thieves Crackdown 3 probably Ori uh, those will be your uh, and Anthem possibly those will be your actual exclusives the rest possibly timed um, Michael on Twitter says there's some lovely looking games but nothing top drawer proper exclusive which should always be the main event of these no I mean to be honest if, if Anthem is an exclusive um, then that to me counts as a top drawer proper exclusive um, and you've also like stuff like Forza and that is although it's not new IP I don't think you always necessarily need new IP I think having a 4k um, HDR 60 frames a second racing game as an exclusive is enough um, is enough for me certainly I, I don't know if it's enough for other people but that to me offer is something that I don't know what the deal is going to be with Gran Turismo whether that's going to be full 4k uh, 60 frames a second like native 4k at 60 I'd be surprised because the PS4 Pro isn't that powerful, um, but it remains to be seen. Um, that to me counts as a an exclusive and a, and a sale a selling point. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, Mike Diver of Waypoint asks: These upgrades one to one S to one X. This is just PC gaming, isn't it? Why aren't the console kids rebelling and saying no to more dollars? Um, yeah, it is. I mean, it's we're in the era now of um, granular updates in every generation. No longer is it just uh, here's a console, six years later, here's the next console, six years later, here's the next one. You're literally every two years getting a new a new system now. Um, 
and yeah, this is just the way we are. I mean, PlayStation's done it as well. You PS4, and then you get the PS4 Pro, um, and yeah, you now get Xbox, Xbox One S, Xbox One X. Um, yeah, this is just this. This is the, this is the world we live in now. I don't personally like it either. Um, I'd rather developers, at least back in the day when it was just single um, systems per generation, uh, developers had to be a bit more clever and and try their best to wring every kind of last element of power out of the system. You look at how long the Xbox 360 lasted and you look at day one Xbox 360 games compared to what was on it. Oh, the kind of games that are out for it now as it's dying, the difference is chalk and cheese and it's because over those years they found ways of optimising games and texture buffering and stuff like that to the point that they mastered that system. And I don't think when the Xbox One and the PS4 eventually die, I don't think developers will have even mastered them yet because they're getting these more powerful systems and they're just just letting them just take easy easy ways out to kind of go, oh, Xbox One X is more powerful all right, we'll just stick big 4K textures in it then and not bother trying to optimise them because it'll be able to handle it. Um, but again, this is, this is coming from someone who's quite ignorant to development, so I'm sure there'll be a lot of developers listening to this going, you're a fucking cop, mate, you don't even know what you're talking about. But um, by and large, the more powerful a system is, I would imagine that common sense is that you have to worry less about optimising because it can handle... Uh, it's it's better at handling kind of unoptimized code, um, I would imagine. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's we're we're basically in that era now. It's the same with the, with Nintendo as well, but that's been going on there for a while. You had multiple DSs, multiple three DSs. Um, that's just the world we live in. So yeah, that's it. Um, Kay Richardson, have you played Life is Strange? And what do you think of the prequel? Yep, loved Life is Strange. As I was saying earlier, the prequel looks great too. Um, John Adams, do you think Sony will have any response to Microsoft's backwards compatibility? No, to be honest. Um, if they do, then your man the other day, whose name uh, escapes me, I can't remember who it was, will have a lot of answer to do because he basically came out and said, fuck that. Uh, old games look ugly as fuck. We've got no interest in supporting them. If Sony then come out and say, oh, here's backwards compatibility, then they're going to look fucking stupid because it would it would seem like a U-turn, uh, which was what Microsoft got criticised got criticized for way back at the start of this generation when they originally said that games would be locked to the system and everyone complained and then they did a U-turn on it and faced a lot of flack for that, this would be the same thing. Uh, so I would imagine there will be no backwards compatibility announcements at Sony's thing. If they do, it'll be a big surprise. I'll be up for it because it would be nice, but yeah, they'll be eating a bit of humble pie if that's the case because one of their spokesmen came out and quite publicly said, we're not fucking doing that. Um... Do, 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 do. Ethan Lawrence was asked my ideal price for the Xbox, but we now know it, so it seems a bit redundant to answer that. I would have obviously liked less than that. Um, Luke Chum of Bears, he's, he's added <laughs> since last night. Luke, friend of Bears, asked us a question last night, and he's since changed it now to Luke, comma, Chum of Bears, which is now far more easy to understand. Thank you very much, Luke, for responding to constructive feedback. Says, why did that Super Lucky's tail look so off? Was it just that it seems stiff next to Nintendo's platforms? I think it looked fine. I, I was up for it. It didn't look like the world's greatest 3D platformer, but that's because um, that's just the way. I, I, I mean, Nintendo and Rare uh, 3D platformers and Naughty Dogs as well. If you're talking Crash Bandicoot, were just on another level from the others. This looked as good as um, and and kind of eight and other. 
third-party mascot platformer in that it looked like a strong 70% game, which is the kind of stuff I play anyway, so um, I'm, I'm fine with that. But yeah, it just looked a bit a bit janky and a bit stiff, but that's just that's to be expected. Um, it looked okay. Um, Luke, Chum of Bears, again, says, which of the side-scrollers shown are you most excited for? Um, of the side-scrollers, let me have a look again at my list because I'm forgetting stuff all over the place. Um, bu- 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 there weren't a lot of side scrollers showing, were there? there was, it was mostly um, Ori is Ori will be a, as presuming Ori is a side scroller, like Ori in the Blind Forest will be. Then that will be the best of the ones they showed. Um, I quite like the look of what was that? The Artful Escape as well, the kind of psychedelic one that looks like it could be quite cool. Um, Scott Orange Raccoon says, in-depth analysis on the appearance of the Switch, please. That was a throwaway thing. It was during the Minecraft advert, a, a Switch appeared. Uh, just basically saying that it'll have cross-play with the Switch. That's that's pretty much it. Um, Chris Horner's comment, uh, as for comments as well as his questions, he says that it's going to cost... Uh, Xbox One X will cost the same price that Xbox One with Connect launched for. He's fine with that. If that's true, I need to double-check. Um, but if that's right, then yeah, that's spot on. They've... They've done it well. Richard Burrows, what original Xbox game do you want for backwards compatibility? Presumably not counting uh, the fantastic Celtic Club Football 2005. Um, Project Gotham Racing 1 and 2, please. Um, especially 2 because it had Edinburgh in it. Uh, Project Gotham 2, backwards compatibility, that would be my one. Um, Let's just look through the rest of these questions. What do you reckon about Kieran says? What do you reckon about the four hundred ninety nine price? It's cheaper than a high end PC, but is it worth it if you don't on a four K TV? Probably not at this stage. Um, but this isn't designed for. This is clearly a high price console designed for people with a lot of um, expendable income, or people who basically have a four K TV and are willing to drop five hundred dollars on a system. This is not their. Um, it's it's the premium system. It's not their main system yet. I don't think uh, Xbox One and Xbox One S are, are still going to be the popular ones for them. Uh, the One X is is the kind of premium version for people. It's a PC equivalent to someone who buys a fancy graphics card with all the settings turned up. Uh, everyone else's normal PC graphics cards will still um, developers still make games for them. So um, I don't think it's it doesn't look like it's going to be worth it if you don't have a 4K TV, uh, but. I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, people will have this super sampling, so people have a standard, uh, standard, have a HD 1080p TV, will still get some benefit from it, uh, but it's clearly made for 4K, so if you don't have a 4K telly, um, you might have to kind of sit and have a think before dropping the money on it. It might be worth just sitting and holding fire until 4K tellies get cheaper and the 1X gets cheaper in time. Um, Do-do-do-do... Nearly at the end. No, it looks like there's no more questions. Oh, finally, Zach says, um, do you think Microsoft did enough to to pull people to their console and away from the PS4? Yes. Well, yeah, I'm saying yes. I mean... Only people who don't have one yet. I mean, it's not fanboyism, but um, loyalty, brand loyalty is quite strong. Um, And for the most part, I think you need to get people at the start of a console generation. Uh, It takes a lot more. 
it's easy to convince people to say buy this instead of that. A lot easier to to tell people buy our system instead of their system than it is to tell people trade in your trade in their system which you already own and buy our system because there's extra effort involved there and there's ditching an existing library and having to start all over again with a new library. So I certainly think it'll be harder for them to win over. Maybe maybe PS4 owners who have a standard PS4 and we're hoping to get a PS4 Pro uh, and will now see the Scorpio or sorry the One X and go oh actually this looks much better I think I'll get that instead maybe there'll be there'll be a, a number of people in that boat um, I, I, I think more that um, it'll be enough to pull in new people who are ready to finally make the step to the new generation this will be the one this is clearly now positioned itself as this is the one this is the most powerful system ever um, so I think right now anyone who doesn't own one looking at the two Xbox now has the more purely from a hardware perspective, maybe not necessarily for a games perspective, that's open to debate and open to personal preference. Um, but certainly from a hardware perspective, um, Xbox is now the one to go for. Um, so it remains to be seen, in my opinion, obviously. Um, and there we go. So yeah, that's all the questions and all the comments. Excellent. Thanks, folks. Um, so yeah, that was Microsoft's conference. Very happy with that. Um... Ubisoft, Sony's, and Nintendo's to go, um, along with all the other ones. But those are the three I'm covering, uh, podcast-wise. Uh, hopefully, you'll join me for those as well. Um, and yeah, I'm very tired, so I'm going to go to bed. It's like, well, I'm going to upload this first and then go to bed. It's twenty to midnight at this point. Uh, sorry, twenty to one in the morning. Um, so I'm going to record, uh, upload this, and then go to bed. Uh, but yeah, that was good. That's a good strong one. Certainly better than EA's last night, but that's always to be expected. Um, single uh, single publisher ones are never as good as the main, uh, the big three. But there we go. That's what it is. So yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Do review and do all the usual shit. Um, yeah, it's a podcast, and you know the score. Um, and yeah, I will catch you on the flippity flop, which in this case will also be tomorrow. Um, I can't remember which one's next, but whatever one it is. That'll be what I'm doing. It might be Ubisoft. Let me let me just check. Just for just for the sake of completion, so you know what's coming next. E3 schedule. It will be drum roll. Ubisoft uh, is at nine o'clock UK time. So I imagine if that lasts an hour and a half or an hour, you're talking half ten. It'll be up by about midnight. So my podcast will be up by midnight on tomorrow, so Monday night, for Ubisoft. And then following that, fuck, PlayStation 1 will be up at 4 or 5 in the morning <laughs> that night. So that'll be a long night for your man Scullion. But I'm doing it for you, lovely people, uh, so you can keep uh, on top of all things E3. Uh, so thanks for listening, and I will catch you on the flip-flop tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.